0: Hello, everyone. It's Christoph Trapp, Chief Content Officer at Interiors and Sources. Thanks for joining us for another episode of our podcast, I Hear Design. Today I'm joined by Tyler Jennings. He is the Director of Product Marketing at LeGrand North America. Thanks for joining us today, Tyler.
1: Thanks, Christoph. Look forward to the conversation and happy to be here.
0: And you know, I'm I'm excited to speak with you. You have over 15 years of experience in commercial and residential building systems. Uh, You lead the product team, right? Focused on bringing IoT off grid and DC powered solution into traditional commercial spaces. And that's certainly one thing I'm always passionate about. I always run out of power. There isn't a place to plug in. Um, So I'm excited to hear um, what you can share about the topic.
1: No, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one because it's a, it's a problem that we all face, you know, whether you're at the airport, whether you're at a Starbucks, whether you're in your office or wherever you might be, um, there's always going to be the challenge of my phone's about to die. What do I do? Oh, crap. You know, so that's one of the realities we all live with. And it's been really interesting for me over the last couple of years, having the chance to, you know, meet with large companies to talk to large retailers, et cetera, et cetera, and find and understand their challenges. And um, really, one of the big things that we're seeing is the trend towards open space uh, creates less walls. And when there's less walls, there's less obvious power, or less uh, obvious ways to hide the cables to get the power to the spaces where they're needed. Um, so with open office design, with this trend towards trying to make outdoor spaces more productive, uh, how are you getting power to those spaces so people can connect to the Internet, but also make sure their devices uh, stay properly charged?
0: So what are, what are some of the trends we're seeing? How, how do companies um, address that problem?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think that's one of the one of the things that we're really focused on is that idea that power needs to be in places where it's not ob- where it's not super easy to get to. So designing, designing intentionally and thinking about how you're going to deliver power up front is one of those things for an interior designer and architect that they have to be thinking about, um, trying, to get a, trying to get it to that space, know where the furniture layout is. Um, one of our challenges as, as a manufacturer is to think about how, how we can do it in the most flexible way possible. So in the intro, you, you mentioned briefly about uh, DC power. I talked about you know POE and some of these things that we're looking at that uh, Allow the distribution of power in more flexible ways, less permanent ways. Um, there's obviously a large market for uh, well, I'll call in-floor power. So designing the system, uh, you know, cutting a hole into the cement and running conduit to those spaces is, is one obvious way. It's the predominant way today, but we definitely see a future uh, where that is not meeting the flexibility. We have a couple of our tech uh, customers who want to run the power through the ceiling and then have cord reels that drop. You know wherever they want across a ceiling grid, and they drop a cord reel down to power a a table or a a bench of four cubes or something like that
0: and is that a is that a good idea to do that or no
1: <laughs> well it, it depends on how much you like to have a clean lo- clean you know sight line across your space or not right so right. It, one of the interesting interesting things is um, people are starting to sacrifice. I will say beautiful or functional and i 'm not necessar- i 'm trying to make sure that you can get both that 's one of the challenges that we face is how do we make it beautiful and functional um, but the the trend towards moves ads changes spaces that you know have to are constantly being redesigned because the amount of people coming into the space or the trend towards hoteling and less you know committed to, you know confirmed space is definitely something that 's driving that need for. need towards more functionality aka flexibility.
0: So interestingly I I think I heard you really what I'm hearing is um the open office concept has kind of created this uh problem to an extent right I mean because it didn't Yeah. yeah
1: there's fewer walls I mean I'm sitting in an office right now where we it used to be a factory floor um it used to be a part of our factory uh we've 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 now expanded it to be an open office and there are more outlets in the tables and the, the general furniture than there are on the wall, and when that happens, um, you, you have to you have to be very intentional in how you design to get the services to those spaces without having to run, you know, rows and rows of plug load strips to get from the wall out to these spaces. And you know, I, I go to I go to some spaces and I see that that's how they've had to do it, uh, we, whether it's major retailers or um, communal tables you look inside the communal table or that retailer with all the laptops, you're going to notice plug load strip after plug load strip daisy chained together. Um, and that's just because they're the, it wasn't thought about at, at the design phase.
0: So it's a very, very interesting dilemma because we want it to look good, right? Obviously that's, that's what interior design is about, but we also want it to be functional, um, and not just functional, but also easy to use. Right? So if I'm going to another, um, office. Sometimes you know, I'm like, where do I even plug in? And I'm looking under the desk and it's like underneath the desk. You have to get on your knees, and then you have to reach yeah. up. Do you, can you can you picture what I'm doing here? <laughs>
1: uh, of course. I I I have to do it myself often, right? It's it's just it, you always look like a fool when you go into a new space and it's not your assigned space. If you have to do just that, but that that's the point, I guess, uh, for me. And so we talk to furniture manufacturers. We talk to Um, You know large portion 500 companies and it's one of those consistent things is How how do we make a system that enables an easy retrofit or an easy change? And that we're bringing power to the the desktop the work the work where the works happening, right? We don't want to make anybody get down on their knees to plug into an outlet if there is one Um, you know, so I I walk into uh, some I'll say public spaces or some uh, co-working spaces And you'll see the communal tables, and there really is no power. Uh, You see people tethered to the walls where they're really – and all these tables that are the beautiful, meant-to-be-used spaces in the middle of the room have no access to power. Uh, And it's one of the challenges that I I hear most often, and it's why we're designing solutions in conjunction with those types of people to find ways to make it elegant. Um, We're working with one large retailer where we're embedding uh, the power into the furniture lakes. Another one where uh, we are looking at how we bring this kind of trunk of power through the communal table. And there's a lid in the middle of the table that flips up, and people have the, the outlets inside of that lid. And so all you see is the, you know, the cord coming out. So we're, we're, we have quite a bit of custom business. We focus a lot on the creative and trying to work with our partners to find solutions that meet their needs.
0: So, you know, when I traveled, I have the adapters for I don't know how many countries, probably way too many that I want to attend. (laughs) Um, And one of my, so I'm in a hotel in Dusseldorf, Germany, and they barely had any true power outlets, right? They had USB outlets. And I thought, that's really um, that's cool. Why couldn't we just use USB outlets everywhere? And of course, that is is a good idea, right? Except, and it works for some devices, you know, it works for the the iphone and, and other kind of devices but it doesn't really work for my laptop i can't i don't think i can charge that with um just a usb as far as i know um so how no that that's one of the that's one think of the things for? we're actively
1: working yeah well i just will Go ask your question we we env- definitely envision a future where USB A it turns into USB C, which is what you see a lot of the phones being Powered and plugged in today. I have a new laptop, and it's actually USB-C powered. Um, The thing that has to happen to make that a reality for you and for me when we're going to a hotel is to have a USB-C laptop. And and as we do, and and we see the trend, you know, there's going to be two billion USB-C devices uh, by 2020. And as USB-C becomes the primary form of powering your laptop, uh, that will make the adoption to pretty much everything in the room being uh, low voltage. DC power direct. There's there's a lot of lost efficiency and energy um, c- that with our bricks when we're converting AC to DC. So in the in the world where everything's low voltage and everything's DC powered, uh, it's not only more efficient, but it, as you said, it, we can make the the aesthetic of the power much more beautiful. And it, you know, I think that's the future.
0: So what are some other use cases where where people have um, where people need to be aware of this in commercial buildings?
1: Yeah, so the the use cases that I, I see very often are also just the, those outdoor spaces. Um, there's definitely a trend towards biophilic design. Um, bringing the outdoors in and the, the indoors out is the other part of that. And so how can we make sure that those outdoor spaces are just as beautiful, obviously beautiful, but also functional? Um, so we've... We've been working with a lot of people to develop solutions that are, are meant for you to be able to sit outside and have a meeting or uh, have a you know have a, even classrooms where there are some universities we're speaking with and we develop products with that they're looking at having outdoor outdoor classrooms um, out, outdoor conference spaces and so making sure that you're bringing charging in a in an all seasons approved um, form factor is also one of those spaces where we see uh, a lot of a lot of interest and uh, the Long Island Railroad, for example, just, you know, is, is putting power in outdoor spaces. So as people are waiting for their train, they can be productive. Um, and that's something we see across the country. happen.
0: And that, that is certainly something new, right? Because I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think at the top of my head, outdoor spaces where I've worked or where I've gathered that have outlets. I mean, I can probably number them in one, on one hand.
1: Yeah, totally, and th- and that's that's exactly that's exactly the the challenge, but also the opportunity for um, designers is to think about those spaces. And lots of times, power, no one's thinking about it from whether it's the out the outdoor landscape architect uh, or the architect of the space. They're not normally thinking about it, and it's not anyone's core competency. And normally, uh, we're just focused on lighting, um, but those outdoor spaces for them to really be more than just a one hour meeting before i have to go back in and charge my devices uh you 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 can be and should be thinking about uh the opportunities to bring outdoor power so whether it's retail locations whether it's universities uh, whether it's offices uh we've collaborated with all all three of those segments and also hospitality honestly Um, we're, we're, we're part of the thing that we're also looking at when you talk about outdoors is solar powered um charging devices so can we put power embedded or solar panel, panels embedded into an umbrella, for example, that allows us to charge uh, and provide a, a unit to charge based upon the, the, the power being stored there from uh, those solar panels, or uh, a standalone solar power panel that has USB charging built into it? So I can uh, put this next to a bench or table. Um, th- those are the types of things that we're looking at, or even lounge spaces. And so there's quite a bit uh, quite a few use cases, whether I'm a retailer and I'm trying to get people to stay longer and order that next drink. Or I'm a hotel or a hospitality location and I'm trying to make sure people enjoy their pool time and don't have to go in back and back into their room because they need their phones going to die. So
0: We we see a lot of Go ahead.
1: No, yeah. uh, Yeah, that's what I wanted to say.
0: So You know, it's interesting about that, too. That's probably an evolutionary phase we're in, too, for how people work, right? So, for example, I'm currently in Cedar Rapids, but I was in Atlanta uh, a couple weeks ago, where, of course, it was beautiful and and nice, maybe high 60s, 70s. And then uh, last week, I was in Mexico. So, weather was really, really nice. And there's really no reason why you can't work outside, right? So every once in a while, um, I talk to companies, and and what happens is they say, well, these people are sitting outside on the grass, and you know, I say, well, okay, and what are they doing? I mean, are they having a picnic or are they working? And of course, you know, they're working, right? They're writing something on their laptops, or or they're having a meeting of course walking meetings is a little different because you know you're not uh, you probably can't um, bring power there but you're sitting outside why do you have to be inside for certain activities if you can do them outside so that's probably um that can probably help with employee satisfaction i would think if you're able to go and work outside and um you know enjoy the the air when it's appropriate
1: yeah i we were, well, we did a session at green build uh, last year and it was it was really interesting to get the feedback. Every session was full, and we were talking about bringing the the indoors out and bringing the outdoors in. And this trend towards biophilic design and the idea that we're making any space uh, productive is it, really hot right now. And I think it's something that uh, we recognize that we all want to be in a more natural state. Uh, we all we feel better. We have You know, a a higher level of satisfaction in our environments when we can take advantage of that time when the weather is nice. I'm here in Connecticut. I'm, you know, just itching for the to get above 60 so I can go outside and uh, work comfortably. But you know, I think that's the that's the thing that the trend that we really see coming, and we we are very active in making sure that uh, those outdoor spaces become more productive and uh, bringing power and charging. We're actually working on a project right now where we're bringing a, a Wi-Fi hotspot into uh, a power station. So you have power and Wi-Fi coming from a single source. Um, and, and I believe that, that'll really enable people to work anywhere. And as long as you have your phone and your laptop, like, like you said, whether you're in Mexico or Iowa or Dusseldorf, Germany, uh, most of us can do our job now with those two devices. It's,
0: it's very true. It's unbelievable how, how things have evolved. So um, I do have a use case, actually, where a company had um, outdoor um, power outlets. And what happened is they had a bunch of employees who had electric cars, right? And they plugged them in. And at one point, I, I couldn't tell you how much extra that cost in electricity. But somebody, <laughs> some, I really don't know. But, but somebody did raise that question, you know? So if we have outdoor outlets, how do we control costs? I guess if, you, if your goal is to keep people near your business, that's not necessarily a point of discussion, right? Because you want people to be there, and that's part of doing business, I guess. But are there cases where, where companies need to think about how do we control the outdoor outlets?
1: Sure. Um, it's actually one of the things we're, we're working on right now uh, is an IoT-enabled power. So it's one of the questions we get quite often, especially from... Um, large corporations or large universities who are in a public setting and people can come across the campus and plug in. Um, So that's one of the things that we're looking at currently is uh, only set you can set the schedule to when the outlets will work. Um, You can lock the the protecting door um, when it's off hours and you don't want people plugging in or if you see the load that's being pulled is too high. You know so we're setting parameters for when the electrical should work and when it shouldn't. But on the other end, I would also say it's a matter of positioning and where you put it. So your example where, you know, there was a a corporation concerned about people charging their cars. Well, that might have been a a, a, might have been a misapplication of where you put it. Somebody would have to have run a really long extension cord to their car if you didn't put it right next to a parking spot, I'm guessing. Right. So (laughs) it's also cognizance in the design and making sure that you're putting it next to uh, the settings where you believe people would fit and work and uh, how you can enable them to be productive
0: very interesting and so bringing the indoors outdoors and the outdoors indoors we we can never just um, make everything happen the way it is right we always need to pull the, pull the <laughs> positives pull the positives right that's really what it comes down to pull the positives from the outdoors into the indoors and, and the other way great very interesting discussion Tyler what else um, do we need to talk about that we haven't discussed already on the topic
1: yeah so I think the, the the other big trend that we're seeing and that we're really researching is getting into uh, transmissioning high voltage power uh, in data packets and this is an, a new thing something that um, you know isn't super into the market yet um, but I would say from um, from an awareness standpoint it's, it's termed digital electricity and w- what that's going to enable is it's going to enable a flexible ceiling and a really I'm really passionate and excited about the opportunities and what it means for interior designers when you have a grid of items that can be all plugged together via a low voltage cable, but that can do all of the things that high voltage can. Um, and I know that might sound a little weird, but if you Google digital electricity, take a minute and look at it because I believe it will dramatically change the way that we design and lay out uh, the power and services that are going to office. It's not here today in any real way but we are actively working on making sure uh, it becomes something that is affordable and effective. And we're beta testing it with uh, a couple customers right now. Um, so, you know, whether it's low voltage power and USB, a USB, C, uh, whether it's making your power more smart and thinking about the IOT side of it. The other part that I, I think is important is really when you think about what California is doing and some other States around energy efficiency and, uh, the, as lighting has decreased as a percentage of the building's load, um, plug load has, has taken that share. So if you can imagine, LED has decreased the amount of load coming from lighting and the amount of energy you're using, but the amount of devices we now bring to the workstation, the average person is bringing in three or four devices now, um, that load has been replaced by our, our, our auxiliary devices instead of the lighting. So when you think about the opportunities for energy efficiency and energy management in a space, a lot of that's gonna come from plug load control. And the reason why I brought up California is California's now made that law. Um, you have to control 50% of the outlets in office space. And the other part of that is we wanna make that, in, that information actionable. So we look at the plug load and we want to allow, you, allow that information to inform you on occupancy, on what spaces are being utilized. So we can see it as a utilization opportunity. We see a lot of companies right now who um, are interested in understanding how their space is being utilized. They're trying to go from 5,000 seats to 3,500 seats. They're looking for justifications on how you do that, right? So th- there's a lot of other companies who will say, hey, buy a sensor or um, buy some- something that will then allow you to have actionable information. And I-, I think one of the potential opportunities for companies to think about is how do you look at this space with the embedded infrastructure that you already have? And so that's what we're looking at enabling is giving you actionable data at an energy, uh, the granularity of an outlet up to the completeness of a whole, whole floor or a whole building. So I think that's the other topic for people to think about is energy management, not just of the lighting, but of the electrical load. And the, da- the amount of data points you can collect and the amount of information in those electrical loads is going to be far superior than – what you're getting from an HVAC system, or what you're getting from a, a lighting system, in terms of data points. So, I think that's also an interesting topic to think about as we move forward into you know 2020 into 2025.
0: Yeah, things are certainly moving forward. What um, what do you think is the future? So, 10, 15 years from now, do we still will we still need um, any outlets, or can it be wireless? I know I, I looked at that yeah um, the other day yeah. You know, in like video production, and that's already possible. Except it's just the cost is way not affordable for anybody to really do, or most most companies. Um, is that do you see it happening at some point,
1: or? Yeah, no, I I, I think you're right. Um, there, there's a there's a lot of companies um, that are looking at wireless charging. Uh, the 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 primary use case for wireless charging that has to become true is that it can power a laptop. Um, and the, the, ch- the challenge with wireless charging as it exists right now, um, and, we, and we've been involved in a lot of the wireless power consortiums. We know all, what everybody is doing. The, the capabilities of wireless charging right now are, are, are not there to power our laptops. And the challenge with our phones and wireless charging is it has to be c- touching. And wireless charging as it exists today requires contact. And I don't know a lot of people who sit at a Starbucks and just leave their phones still if they're sipping their coffee, they have their phone up off the table and they're holding it in some way. Um, So we've had a few customers who've gone almost completely away from wireless charging, early adopters who pushed back and said, hey, we don't want to do this uh, because of that limitation around it has to be touching today. Um, But I do believe that the technology will get there where in a safe, effective way you can transmit it, you know, six to 10 inches off of the table. Um, I also do believe that it will get to the point where it can do uh, laptops, it's not there currently, uh, but we we are actively looking at it. And I think uh, you'll see it more in hospitality and some of these applications where I'm going to bed for the night or I'm I'm going to leave my phone still for a couple hours, and I can just leave it on the pad and let it charge. Um, so wireless charging is here; it, it, it is somewhat usable today. I think it will continue to get more usable. And the other interesting thing, part about wire, about wireless charging, is the idea of batteries. And so I can. I can, see, I can foresee an open space application where um, I kind of have power bricks that are wireless charging units that I can charge up at night and I, I deploy them out to my office space during the day. And they're, they're the wireless chargers that the people who are hoteling just sit their laptop on top of. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think you could see embedded in furniture manufacturers in the future. Uh, we, we do have conversations with them about that. I would just say it's it's still a few years out. But yes, yeah, so If you back to your question, 10 to 15 years from now, will there be standard outlets in the typical office space? I doubt it. I think between USB, wireless charging, uh, the, the outlet as we know it today, you won't see in an office unless you're talking about a vacuum or a copier.
0: And, and then 20, 20 more years down the road, we'll just have everything on the, on the table. We don't even need our laptops anymore. And everything just transfers. Now we're dreaming. Um, Thank you so much, Tyler, for the discussion. Um, Thanks, everyone, for joining us. I was joined by Tyler Jennings, Director of Product Marketing, LeGrant North America. Until next time.